Hello, welcome to episode five of the Neighborhood Podcast. Five episodes. We made it. Five, five in. Down. Five in. What's up, Brian? Not much, man. Not much. Uh, I just want to lead this episode off with a little announcement here. Um, unfortunately, uh, we have lost a member of the of the pod. Yeah. Sean will uh, no longer be with us. We had a bit of uh, some, you know, creative differences. Yeah. Uh, just didn't work out. We had to, uh, we had to cut him loose. He, uh, you know, he said some things, did some things and, uh, yeah, we just had to cut him loose for just the, the benefit of the pod. And, uh, yeah. we just couldn't have a guy like that around. It was just it got to the point where a guy like that was just like, it takes a toll on your mental health and you just can't, you just can't have a guy like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that far. I think it was just creative differences. <laughs> just he wanted to rename the pod. Anyways, we won't get into that. Um, it's just a little awkward when I see him around the house now. But anyway. yeah, we're actually doing this in my house. Yeah, because so it was just way too awkward. He's actually home right now, and yeah. like Ryan snuck out the back. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, to get this pod started, actually we have an, an announcement, a big announcement um, at the end of this pod. So if True. you guys want to stick around to the end of this. Um, it's a huge announcement. We're really excited for this and, um, yeah, to get this pod started. I know last episode we started, uh, we talked about how you guys had a marathon. Yep. Well, we won't name names, but Sean Yeah. and Ryan though, you had a marathon. How was that? Uh, it was good, man. It was, uh, it was honestly a really cool experience. Like something I'll probably remember for, for a long time, you know, is, um, it was tough. It was yeah. tough. Don't get me wrong. Um, but definitely you know you walk away from something like that with like a lot of you know you take pride in that and it's definitely something you you're gonna remember for a while i know so i did pretty well i did i got my goal of so my goal going in was sub two hours if i was like if i could do sub two hours like i'm happy if i yeah. could get around the 155 like i'm even happier so i ended up finishing uh 155 an hour 55 minutes and 36 seconds awesome so that was my time. Sean killed it too. I mean, I know we, we're not going to talk about this guy anymore, what? but yeah. <laughs> what did he get? What did he Sean, get? Sean did well. Sean got an hour 47. Wow. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, honestly, just a great day. Like being able to spend that with your family, friends. It was, uh, it was a great time. Yeah, did so. you have like your, like your, obviously, I'm sure your parents obviously came and like, yeah. did you have like any of your boys or anything? So, um, uh, yeah, my parents came. Like, the finish line or something, you know? Yeah. So my, so my parents came. Uh, they got a video of me and my brother crossing the line. Uh, one of my boys came, nice. and then uh, my girlfriend came, and Sean's girlfriend came. So, uh, you know, just not a ton of people, but it's also early in the morning. It's a tough ask, like you know, yeah. like so. It's <laughs> like asking people to come downtown, whatever, like that early in the morning, like on a on a Sunday. So, but um, no, I'm super super grateful to everybody that showed up and. Uh, it was it was fucking it was tough man but it was fun. It's a huge accomplishment. Like I find yeah. a marathon and also like a triathlon and like if you're like a one of those athletes I should say, man like it must feel like all the training and everything. I know it's like this you could say the same thing about like a soccer. Like mm -hmm. soccer you train for soccer. But it's just I feel it's just not the same like in a sense of like you train up to a you train for a marathon and it's like all the months of hard hard work and it's yeah. like it's like a boxing match UFC. Like I find the reward is so nice it's such a good feeling because it's like you train so hard for such a certain amount of months and then once you finish that across that finish line and you get like the result you wanted like you guys did like it must feel just awesome like yeah it's very rewarding i find like it's it's one of those things like you said you go through you know whatever months of forever how long you train like months of training whatever and um you know it's 
to running long distance. Like I, I don't really like. I think you get to a point where you enjoy it, but I don't think anybody enjoys it off rip. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's like one of those things where it's like you see the progress, and even like throughout training, like it's one of those things where you see like your progress, and even that alone is rewarding. So then it's like, like you said, when you finally get to the end of it, and you know, and you cross that line, it's just like. It's like wow, so you know, and, and if you achieve the goal you wanted to, it's exactly. like wow, it's like okay, you know. Did you have like I know it was it was two hours, but two hours running at a steady pace and getting the goal you want is impressive because like to run at a consistent speed the whole time for two hours mm-hmm. is super impressive. Did you have any of time? Did you have any moments in your mind? I know like again, two hours people will say, oh, it's a little for like that's only half marathon, but mm-hmm. it's still a good amount. You know what I mean? It's still a long distance. So did you have any moments during the marathon where it was like it was tough for like mental aspect or physical aspect? Do you have any cramps, anything like that? So actually heading in, I was worried about uh, I think Sean mentioned it last time. Like I had a bit of a hip and and my ankles a bit messed up. So I was just yeah. like Heading into that, I was a little worried. I was like, you know, if one of those acts up, like it's going to make for a long day. Yeah. So luckily I rested pretty, I rested like a good amount prior to the race and, and luckily like nothing popped up there. The one thing that happened, which like I had been so fine during my training was like cramps. Like, okay. so I'll tell you why. So I, I ended up getting like a pretty bad cramp. Um, We're talking but, about like ch- like chest cramp or like, like yeah like what like what do you call like your the, side, the you side know, cramp you like know, a regular cramp you know like yeah. you know you know what it is if you got one you know what it is yeah. so um, and during my training like that had never really happened but regardless so I'll tell you uh, how that kind of came about like so me and my brother had bought um, some like some of those gels uh, like those running gels that you take they're like whatever like electrolytes or and you know like sugars and whatnot. And they're just meant to kind of like help you throughout your race. And um, so once we got, we're like, I never tried them before, but like they were like, we ended up taking one, like uh, whatever, a little bit into the race. And I was just like, dude, like this is so thick. Like it was like oh, yeah? super thick. Like I didn't know. How big was like, it? How big was it? Maybe like two inches. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So it's, it's it was a good amount. And yeah. Like really thick. And I was like, you're like fucking running. You're trying to like get this down. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like a like a gel essentially yeah, yeah. but i'm like yeah it was kind of thicker than the ones i was used to so i was like you know i didn't really like it so i took one i was like okay hey, you know what like in terms of electrolytes like i'm just kind of i'm gonna want to get them from like the aid stations like i'm yeah. just gonna pick up some like they have like whatever like a little water with like electrolytes like yeah nice so i was just like picking some of those up whatever i was every couple kilometers and that is not something i normally like ever do during my training was like drink a lot of water like, yeah. during the run so i was like End up, whatever, long story short, end up getting like a pretty bad cramp because of it. Okay. So I'm like, I think I was like 12K in at the time, like about halfway through. And I'm like, I'm like dying. I'm like, yo, like I, <laughs> I was like, yo, I can't keep going. Like I, I, I literally couldn't breathe. And I was like, okay, I just need to slow up a little bit, like regain my breath, whatever. So I end up, I end up, I don't know why I did this, but like I end up just like kind of like I stopped for like a, a couple seconds. Like I'm just like, okay, I just need to walk. Like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, yeah. I just need to walk. For like literally like two, three seconds, I'm walking and then I get a, a guy comes, he's running by me, pats me on the back. He's like, he says in French, he's like, don't give up. I was like, oh my God. He's like, uh, he's like, just breathe. I was like, dude, this is like the guardian angel I need. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Like, fine. Like, and then so like, I've been walking for literally like five seconds and I'm like, okay, then back to running. Yep. Focused on my breathing. 
and then I was good to go for the rest of the race. So, so like you and Sean, like, did you, so you started the race obviously together. Yeah. And then did you separate at some yeah, point? We separated about at like the 8k, okay. 8k mark. So we started off together. It's also like tough though. Like it's tough to like actually stay together in that race. There must too. be a lot of people. Eh? There's a lot of people. Yeah. And it's like, and the way we started off, it was like super like confined. So it was like, you're kind of just like, you know, bumping into people. And so it's like trying to stay together is tough. And then. But it got to a point where I was like, you know, like he was just like, I'm going to go. I was like, yeah, like, see you later. Yeah. Thing. So I was just like, but it was good. Like we both kind of got the goal we wanted. So at the end of the day, super happy. And it was, it was a great day. Oh, that's awesome. And then, uh, fucking the only thing that made it worse was coming home and watching the commanders get absolutely slapped. I didn't want to <laughs> change the subject and like yeah. bring it on to something that depressing. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a rough. Was it, was it, so you watched the game? Yeah. Was it more of like the Bills just outplayed you guys or you played so bad? A bit of both. Yeah. Like yeah, definitely a bit of both. Like Bills definitely came to play, man. Like they, sure. they came to play. They watched their film. You could tell they were ready for the game. And not to say Washington wasn't, but like I found this game, number one, you were up for the first time this season against a real like legitimate contender, good team. And a lot of our holes – showed you know what i mean like yeah. it was like the o-line the, the weakness of the, the o-line yeah like the o-line showed you know sam howells experience showed yeah um you know so it's just like stuff like that and it's just like i, I don't really know again okay like i i'm not like like the the loss doesn't have me like you know down and out like two and one you lost to a very good season still young season still very much young still alive and you kind of expect you expect it to be three and uh, two and one. Sorry, after three weeks, yeah. right? Like you expect it to kind of beat the Cardinals, and you kind of expect it to beat Denver, right? Yeah. If you want to make playoffs, so Dan Day, like I think we're in a good spot still, um, but you got to be better, man. You got Philly, Philly this week, so Philly's up. Philly's up this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's another one. Again, like you can't really expect to win that, but you know, you go back and look at Buffalo, and you you gotta you gotta correct some things because it was not good enough. Yeah, I looked at. The, I didn't watch any of the game. I, I saw a little bit of highlights um, here and there because I was watching snippets because I had uh, Brian Robinson. So I was just like okay. seeing if he was getting the ball, you know. And I was like, okay, damn. Like he only had like ten, ten. I think like ten rush attempts for like seventy yards. And he like had a that, good game. he had a good game, seven yards, at, uh, seven yards at average per carry. I'm like, that's pretty good. But I guess it's just it was so like pass, pass, pass that like even like a check down wasn't gonna do anything for you. You know what I mean? It was more like I, because that we were very much still in the game up until maybe the third third quarter. Like it was 16-0 up until the third quarter type yeah. thing. So it was like we were very much in it, and I I think this is my opinion. Like I don't know. I think we. The run game was working, and it's just like we didn't stick with it for whatever reason. Like, B-Rob, you're ripping off, you know, seven yards a carry. Yeah. You're averaging seven yards. A, like, that's, that's pretty good. Like, I, why are we not continuing, you know, running the ball? Whereas, like, you know, Sam Howell is obviously not having a great day. Like, this is working. Yeah. Let's keep at it. And to me, that was just one of those things where it's like I would like to see EB get into a bit more of, like, a bit more of a balanced offense. Like, I just find we're a little bit too pass happy. And it's just like, it's like with our O-line and the inexperience at QB, like it shows when you're up against a good team. I think it's just like Eric Biondi just came from like a, such a pass, like you said, pass happy offense. That's just like, I'm not saying he's not doing his job right, but I'm saying like kind of read the room in a sense of like, like you said, inexperienced QB, young team, not really that much of a good O-line. Like it's mid, but like good receivers. But like, 
Yeah, like a balanced offense would, you know, take off the load of Sam. Yeah. I mean, when you throw what I think it was four picks. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. when you throw throw four picks, that means like something's not really going right in the sense of like he's just like he's getting pressure too fast and like he's just chucking the ball up into like exactly. you know what I mean. So it's like that's the type of like situation where like with a young team like that, I think like the offensive coordinator needs to like kind of like balance it in a sense of give the ball like trust the run game in a sense and like let the load off. Like, do you guys think you're gonna win the Super Bowl, for example? No, of course not. So that's what I mean. Like, it's like ease Sam Howell into yeah. his first official year yeah, as starting quarterback. you want to have a good season. Like, you, you want to make strides, but, like, I don't think anybody's looking at us as a Super Bowl contender, yeah. like, realistically. And just the last point I'll make on that, because, like, you're right. Like, we need to get guys like Terry and, and uh, you know, Dotson. Like, Dotson's been fucking – he's been kind of – He was like, my, like, he was my like, what was my, like, breakout player? Not breakout, well, like, yeah, yeah, breakout. Like, I thought he was going to be going – off this yeah. year and i mean the first i mean still the season's young guy like we said but the first few weeks like eesh, yeah it just know. doesn't seem like he's getting the the opportunity so just back to that point i think the run game will also allow you to open up the pass game yeah so that's just like my point on that like i think we should like that was our identity last year so you know i think you stick it might not be flashy and it might not be fun but it's like you stick with what you're good at and that's that's what we're and it, and it so. makes somehow learn to like you know it, it makes him just ease it in more instead of throwing 40 passes a game or whatever it is exactly and like even if you lose sam still has the confidence in himself to say like, oh i still played a good game you know what mm -hmm. i mean like four picks is not the best like look at the confidence in the, in the jets right now with zach wilson yeah, yeah like exactly. i think the guy zach wilson has zero confidence in himself just because of all the noise he's hearing in general from around the league and it's like man like i feel bad for the guy obviously because it's like you're getting like hated from all yeah. jets fans they want him out they like it's like it's time in a sense and i agree it's time yeah it is, it is. Yeah. but at the same time like this guy is he's not playing with confidence you can oh, just yeah. tell like garrett wilson's butt naked wide open yeah. on some place and i know it's we're like what's it called monday morning quarterbacking here like we're mm -hmm. always so open yeah but like garrett wilson's your guy you know what i'm saying i know again i don't know i don't know the play call i don't know this i don't know that but like when garrett wilson's getting like what three catches a game there's something wrong yeah no <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that i think confidence is a huge thing and like the one thing i'll say about sam howell is everything i've been hearing is like from you know whatever reporters and whatnot is that this, the kid has like a good head on his shoulders he's like resilient yeah and he'll bounce back so We'll see. I'm excited. This is another big game this week, so yeah. we'll see how they bounce back, you know. But uh, what about you and uh, the Ravens, man? They had a bit of a nail-biter. Oh, it's even last year, or was it last year, two years ago against the Colts, where they went into overtime on, like, Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football against the Colts. Like, I don't know. They have our number in a sense. Um, it was just our fault the whole yeah. game. I think there was 150-something yards on offense in the first quarter, and then we had minus 20 of offense in the second quarter like yeah, it makes zero sense because we yeah, fumbled because what it was like i think there was four turnovers not turnovers but um uh opportunities of where the ball could get uh, what's it called fuck not turnovers fuck i know you know it's like it, it counts as a stat but it's like let's say you fumble okay. i don't even know what i think i don't even know but it was like four like uncostly things like that happened so like let's say okay. there was a okay, snap okay, that went okay. over lamar's head and he, oh, he recovered it, yeah, but like it was, yeah, yeah. it was one of those like would be turnover type things. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that was the stat, and I yeah. think Lamar fumbled once and then threw a pick or fumbled. I don't know what it was, but like in the second quarter, it was like a shit show. Mm -hmm. And like when you have four of those instances where like the snap goes over the head, and like Lamar, I said at the beginning, I said in the first episode, I am a Ravens fan, 
And I know he got paid. Um, but I did say in the first episode, I'm like, this is the year Lamar has to prove it to me. Yeah. And when I see games like that, where it's like, there was a, Ryan, there was like a screen pass to his right, maybe seven yards from where I'm sitting right now. And he threw it to the ground. He had no rushing, nothing. And he just tossed it to the ground. I'm like, and it stopped raining at this point. It was pouring rain in the first quarter. And we were actually cooking. Like the offense was cooking. I'm like, bro, it's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I was like, he threw it there. And then there was some overthrows. The ball was ball security in the pocket wasn't there for him. And I'm just like, how are we letting the Colts? And like the defense played a decent game enough. Like uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Hamilton had three sacks in the first half. Wow. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. defense playing good. Garner Minshew has these like things of like, has these games yeah. of like when he comes in, when he hasn't been playing for a while, he plays amazing. And then the second game, he plays decent. And then, but then the third game, he sucks. It's kind of like a Taylor Heineke. Like That's that. what it is. Yeah. Taylor Heineke comes to the game like, wow, this guy's amazing. Yeah. And then after that, sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then he, Garner Minshew had a really good game. Um, Colts are not bad. But, yeah. Yeah. but when you look at Ravens versus Colts. Yeah, Ravens should definitely be. You know, what it is. Better, better team on paper should should definitely come out so, with them. Yeah, I wasn't happy with the result. There was like. Uh, in overtime, I don't know if you saw Zay Flowers got P- like there was a PI call on Zay Flowers. He ran a drag route. So basically, yeah. Colts got the ball first in overtime, punted to us. Okay. We got the ball, moved downfield. All we need to get in field goal range. We were about maybe at their fifty, or their forty-eight or something like that, around their fifty-one or our fifty-one. And fourth down, we're like, are we really going to punt here? Like it was fourth and two or three. Zay Flowers ran a drag. Lamar throws it, but the guy hooks his arm, spins him around. Like, it was a definite PI call yeah. or something. No call there, so they had it at the 50. They uh, moved 10 yards, and they got a field goal. Yeah. So it was like one of those – that's what I wasn't happy about. But, again, we shouldn't even be in that situation with the team yeah. we have. I mean, again, the offense still needs to learn. Lamar is still in a new system, but it's like, come on. That's what I was going to say. Like, new new OC, like, how, how's the team, like, kind of adopting? Like – it's so like in the first two games when we played the Bengals, I told you like last week, I told you the Bengals, like that game was the most perfect offensive game, like perfect game overall. And then the first game, you know, we're getting used to it against the Texans, like getting used to it. So after the Bengals game, I was like, damn, like we're cooking. Obviously, Odell was out last game, uh, last game. Yeah. And I think Aguilar was out as well. But okay. again, again, like, I don't know, like, I wouldn't say Colts have a crazy defense in a sense of like, I mean, the scheme could be ruined a little bit, but. I don't know, from what I saw from Lamar, like he was missing throws. And like, I think they're just getting used to it. I think by like week seven, yeah. I know it's a little bit late. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But by week seven, if we don't have like little things figured out, yeah, Lamar is, uh, you paid the wrong guy in a yeah. sense of like, you paid this guy way too much money for that. And a lot of friends, a lot of friends are telling me that. And like, y'all Lamar shit. And I'm like, give it this year with a new system, new weapons. If everyone's healthy, I mean, we lost another three starters. Uh, Sunday, yeah. you know, injuries are, I don't know what the hell's going on with the conditioning. We had an F in the grade. I remember oh, yeah. we had an F grade and I don't think we even fired anyone and Ooh. everyone's getting hurt. Like, I don't yeah. get it. Like in your, like with your like training staff or yeah, whatever? Yeah, there was like a training, you know, like the report card that came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, F. Washington was all F, dude. F. <laughs> like conditioning, everything was F. Yeah. So then, and then this, that's when all the injuries happened with Lamar last year, everything. And then again, this year, like every game, there's at least two starters getting hurt, and I'm just like, what the hell's going actually on? That's true. It seems like the Ravens are just like, I don't know what you want to call it, like unlucky or whatever, but like, man, like, it always seems like there's like something, somebody getting injured. Like, it is, I mean, though. Like, Every game. J.K. Dobbins two years in a row. What was it last year where like three running backs all went yep. down? Yep, yep. Like, 
That's wild. So yeah, I don't know. Definitely something to do with your training stuff. Then it's, it's I don't know what if it's conditioning. I don't know what it is. And it's like crazy to say that like they're professional athletes and like the conditioning staff is like like but like is like ruining their chances of winning. But like still like when you're training in general at the facility, like what's going on? Like like why is everyone getting injured? Well, it could just come down to like medical staff too. Like I guess maybe like yeah. these guys are banged up and they're getting cleared like when they shouldn't be cleared. Yeah, maybe. Like, that could be so, it. But, who knows, man? But um, let's talk yeah. about the big one. Are we talking about the big one? The beat down of the week. <laughs> talking about the big one. The big one, man. Dolphins. What do you do if you're a fucking Bronco fan right now? You just traded away. How many picks did they trade away in total for Russell Wilson and check. Sean Payton? Let me fact check that. I don't know, but because them out. And not to mention, you paid him. Yeah. You gave Russ the bag like I don't know what you do at that point because you mortgage your entire future essentially on on a quarterback with like what would be you know like a hall of fame coach right like yeah. you'd expect that to work out yeah you just got dunked on you got dunked on bro hard <laughs> posterized dunked highlight reel like I'm trying to find this trade but like I don't know how you get put up 70 in the NFL. Like, what is this? What is this? The 1946, like 40s? Like, I was about to say 46s. Yeah. 1940s? Like, yeah. what is this? Like, I when I, I was watching the game because I had Tyreek Hill. And I was actually watching Red Zone. Okay. So, like, it's like, uh, if no one knows what Red Zone is, is and you don't watch football, it's basically this guy. Sean Hansen, what's his name? Uh, Scott. Scott Hansen. Basically, this guy talks all day, commercial-free football. And it just shows basically all the highlights of every game. And I was watching that, and I'm just like, bro, what every play, every offensive play, I think was at points. Yeah, I think that's what I, I think I read. Well, they got, yeah, I, th- I think that's what I read. I think that's some, it's, it was something like that. It's something stupid. I mean, bro, it's 70 points. Do you even have like, I'm like, I'm watching this game and just the scores just going up. And I mean, after the first quarter, it was what, 35, 35 to 7? So, I, I mean, I guess know. that the first quarter was like something like that. that. Like, but I, I wasn't was, even paying that much attention. I was watching at the beginning, but then I was like, right, this is just a, a runaway train. So Seattle point. traded Russell Wilson and uh, and got back. So they basically, they traded Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick. And they got back Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, K, no offense. But then the picks were 2022 first round, 2022 second round, 2022 fifth round, 2023 first round, and 2023 second round. And that ended up being Witherspoon? Witherspoon was the first round pick this uh, last year, or last draft, I should say. And the second round pick, I'm not too sure what it was. Yeah. And then the fifth round, I'm not too sure. But then the, the one coming up is the first round. Oh, no, wait. When was he traded? Last year? Last year was his first year with the Broncos, yeah. Okay, so then they have their Broncos have their first round pick this year coming up. Okay. I mean, but, I mean, still. And they even gave away picks for Peyton. And they're still even, with New Orleans. And they even gave away. Peyton, man, did you watch the uh, press conference? <laughs> uh, I saw one clip, I think, where he was, like, getting kind of pissed off with one of the reporters. He's in distraught, bro. Oh, my. What do you do? But, like, what do you do? Seriously. I, and also, like, the reporters were also pushing it. Like, what do you do to prepare your team for next week? Like, what does he want to say? Like, what do you want to say? Fucking. He's going to say, like, the same old bullshit. He's going to be like, yeah, yeah. I just got to, you know, let it go. And that's it. Like, but you I could mean, tell in his voice, like. It was like, bro, from like the Saints, not dynasty, but like a Saints great team, oh, decent I mean, team, Drew Brees. He was, 
I mean, he was sure. He's a Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer famer, coach for sure. He's a Hall of Fame coach, a hundred percent. So like from that status, and then you want to join the Chargers, but then I guess Brandon Staley they told you, yeah, no, we're not. You're not going to join the Chargers. We're not going to fire Staley, which I don't know how we're talking about that fourth down call. (laughs) But um, and then you join this Broncos team that you know has potential, but you're zero two. You go into Miami. You, you, it's like the same situation with you. You're two and zero for the Commanders. You go into a, a real test of like yeah. the Bills, and you go into a real test of the Dolphins for the Broncos, and you get seventy college number basketball numbers put on you. It's like, and Russ did even Russ threw for three hundred yards and a touchdown and an interception. I guess there's the defense played so bad. I was gonna say I think it's like because even when we played Denver, like you. You always think like Denver like always has a good defense. defense. I don't know. I'm. St- I mean, obviously after they get seventy put up on them, I'm starting to think like maybe their defense is just not that good. Like they obviously can't be that good. I like, picked up Denver defense for fantasy this year because they're playing the Bears. You need a bounce back. You need a uh, Bears. That's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming though. Is like yeah. they're gonna come out flat. I mean, I would hope they have the Bears this week. They, the Bears this week. they need to get a win. They need to get a win. They have to. I mean, what do you because. I come home. I come home. You literally, what do you do? What do you, you do? Can't, you can't do anything. As a player, like watching this, and they were three, I think three points away from breaking the record, and Nachi McDaniels had a chance to yeah, break the record. Yeah, to do it, yeah. And um, he decided to take a knee. I, I, I freaking love that guy. Me too. I love him, bro. <laughs> Mike McDaniels, man, seems like such a beauty. <laughs> Did you see him against yeah. the Pats in the mid, in the halftime interview? And then he started running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he looked back at the camera like, are you going to yeah. come get me? You know? no, so, he's like such a, like, a funny he's guy. A he's a mastermind. Like yeah, I was going to say, just an absolute mastermind. He's just like a, an absolute nerd. Yeah. He, he loves, that's loves. That's what you need. That's what you need is like a guy who just knows little things and like, did you see also Tua's no look like flip pass? Like Tyreek Hill ran a motion behind. Tua faked hand off that, was looking at Tyreek Hill in the eyes, just threw a right hand, not even his left hand, a right hand toss to the running back without even looking. And it was like it was like one of those Kelsey tosses yeah. that the, the Chiefs so always bad. do. You know what it is with that team that I find well, the way they're building that team, which I find so smart, man. man. It's just speed. Speed everywhere, and it just kills the defense. It just what are you gonna do to stop a Tyree Kill in motion? Nothing. Even Waddle. And then if you stop Tyree Kill, you have Jalen Waddle. And if you stop Jalen Waddle, a Shane. And then if you stop him, and then you have Mostert, who has crazy speed. And then you stop him, you have this. And then that, it's like, Jesus Lord, like all fast, like burners, dude. Like how? That's like an honest question. Like how do you, how do you stop that much speed? on a field at once like when every single one of your players could just burn any i think you just hope that someone has a bad game in the sense of like you double tyree look i have look guys disclaimer i've never played football in my life yeah i legit watch i'm super invested i'm super into it but like i'm not a coach but like i think you just in my thing in my opinion you just double team Tyreek and you hope another guy wins the game for you yeah I guess it can't be it can't be tyree because yeah. if, if it's tyreek like you and you you're having your like, I don't even know. Like you put one run on him and then you put one on the yeah, top. I don't know. You play zone. Co- I don't know yeah. zone coverage maybe because I when he runs across the field, you have a zone on it. Yeah. Again, I don't. I don't coach. Yeah. And I'm sure like people have thought of this. Coaches have thought of this, but like to also have Terry Kill go for. I think it was like eight catches. Two. What was it? I'm gonna look it up right now. It was something ridiculous too. And then a chain, a chain, a chiny, a chainy. Uh, I, 
I always thought it was a Cheney, but I think they were pronouncing it a chain. A chain, uh, a Cheney, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a chain. So a chain went for 203 yards on the ground. Tyreek Hill went for nine catches, 157, and a touchdown. Mostert went for uh, 82 yards on the ground, but three touchdowns. I think a chain had four touchdowns. Yeah, a chain had two rushing and two that is, I had receiving. Him on the bench. That's we'll talk about, we're going to talk about all that. Is, but yeah, that's but, tough. But, um, yeah, man, I, it's just like Miami to me is one of those teams that is just so fun to watch. Like, I, I just love their team, like their coaching. And you so, want to know something cool or inter- very interesting? Not even so, cool. I was shocked to see this. I was on Bet365 yesterday and I was kind of just looking at the spreads for next week to see if what we could talk about this week. And I found exactly something we could talk about. Bills are actually favored against the Dolphins next week. Really? By really three. Funny. Really? Not even like a pick em game, money line, no spread by three. You just had a team. I get it because it might be a trap and like you might have, you know, everyone going on the Dolphins right now and then switch the spread over to the Dolphins so yeah. everyone hops on the Bills. Yeah. But like it might be a little, obviously, a, a tactic from uh, from Vegas. But like you just had a team put up 70 on you. Yeah. And so on another NFL team. Yeah. And you're going to put them as the underdogs? I locked in a bet right away and actually went down to two and a half right now. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. <laughs> that's that's cr- I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean the Bills up, they're good, but again, the Bills are good. It's also div- they're good enough to be third in the division, right? Right, guys. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're not that far off. Well, they'll probably finish second. They'll probably finish second because the Jets, the Jets. Yeah. I mean, unless they finish that quarterback, unless they uh, figure out the quarterback situation, like maybe sign Colin Kaepernick or see the letter, the, the letter that you wrote. Yeah, that guy's a goofball. Bro, uh, come on, uh, like. Yeah. First of all, did like I totally forgot about this, and like he missed an uh, NFL training thing in a stadium in Atlanta Stadium. What was it, in two thousand twenty or nineteen, whatever it was? But and then he decided to do it at like a high school field. Yeah. Like when you we have all the scouts or whatever looking, all the team personnel looking at you in the stadium. Yeah. The, the NFL invested time to like okay, say okay, look, we kind of messed up, and like well, not we, I guess the owners messed yeah. up, and like throwing you out of the league in a sense mm-hmm. for what you did. But, like, you have an opportunity to get back in the league and you decide to do it on a fucking high school field without any of the NFL personnel watching you. It's like, that you, and then you expect, um, uh, you clown the NFL and then you you write a letter to get back into yeah. the NFL saying, like, I'm training so hard. All the, Come on, you don't do that. Like, you look like a coward at that point. It's a joke. I mean, like, politics aside, like, regardless, like, I think it's absolutely insane to expect a guy that hasn't played in the league for over like what is it three four years yeah. now to, like what are we talking about like you yeah it's true you're, you're, you're never like you're gone like you're, you're gone you're out like, you're not you're gonna come out, back. like there's no way you could come back after that time and and perform to any level of you know being able to play in the nfl like yeah. not even close there's but. also other players too there's carson ones yeah like, you can pick up a guy like carson like, like and you could just pop him in there you'll probably know that you'll know of the system yeah. He's he's aware. Yeah, I mean, he'll like, be amazing, but he'll just be a guy to fill in, and definitely better than Zach Wilson. Like fucking, what's his name? Oh, I watched it yesterday. One of the ex, um, Mike White. No, one of the ex Jets. Old Namath, Joe Namath. Okay, he was roasting Jack Wilson. He's like, guys, it's time. It's time. It is time. Man. Like, I feel bad. Oh, nothing. I feel bad. The kid's getting paid millions of bucks to play a sport, but like, yeah. he probably doesn't, you know, put in the time. But it's just, yeah. It is time. They got to move on. I feel bad for the rest of the players in that locker room. I feel bad for the fans. It's just like a tough situation to be in, man. Like, you go through it for, like, I mean, the Jets are one of, like, the, you know, they've had it rough, right? Like, the Jets, they've had it rough. That's what it is. It's like you 
you went through it for two, three years where you have this great defense and then a mediocre offense all because of a quarterback. You yeah. saw you you draft uh, Garrett Wilson, you get Brees Hall, and all you're missing is that one piece, and then that one piece comes and you lose him in four plays. And then you're back to a square one of like but that's what I'm saying. I don't know how they haven't made a move. Like Yeah. Isn't the locker room like destroyed enough to like make a move now like you're you're people been through this already like players been gonna lose the room if you if you continue this gary wilson's gonna request a trade by week eight like you know what i mean like they're they're already for sure like you have any because these dudes want to win and you have a good defense great like you have a great defense that you know i just want to get back to your point real quick um uh what was i gonna say you said something i was gonna um Anyway, regardless, I don't know. We're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> That's <laughs> not me. That, that actually made me like think of a, of a good point. Oh, okay, yeah. There actually, you go. It's back. Uh, the fact that they brought in a forty-year-old Aaron Rodgers and just thought it was okay to have Zach Wilson as your as your backup yeah. to me is also kind of like, why would you not invest in like a guy like even like you said like a guy like Carson? I guess they have kind of been there, done that. He might obviously not be the greatest, but. I guess he's, they assumed veteran, they assumed I think they assumed that Aaron Rodgers would be healthy the whole year and then oh, Zach Wilson when Aaron Rodgers would re- retires would learn enough and like you know but I, I, I don't know it's just I don't see this this it's the sudden like it's the improvement for me yeah that like it's bothering me like I haven't seen any slight and I again I don't watch all Jets games like at all but I watch That's highlights I look at stats like I haven't seen any improvement yeah. from Zach Wilson. And that's what's kind of pissing me off is when you see young quarterbacks, you see a slight improvement a little bit here yeah. and there. You see like what what are they doing wrong and like but him it's like I don't see anything going yeah. right for him in a sense of like of anything. In the sense of this offense, he has no confidence in himself as well, which is it sucks to say, but he has zero confidence in himself. And I think the fans and everything hearing on the outside like is affecting him but like sure. also when you have your number one wide receiver yelling at you every every play on the sideline it's not, yeah, not gonna help either help. but yeah I mean, well you have, you have big shoes to fill there so it's like well, you're move, not aaron Rodgers, man yeah. so it's it's when guys expect you to play like aaron Rodgers, you're not aaron Rodgers. it's gonna be tough yeah man. so I, I guess i kind of feel for him in that aspect but at the same time it's like feel bad for those players too in the locker room that want to win yeah so and it's, we'll, we'll, it's a tough tough situation sucks honestly it does, it does but suck, man. imagine fucking zach wilson was your quarterback <laughs> but it's not even that it's like zach wilson's your quarterback one but he was also it's just the same exact thing like last year where it was just that one piece is missing yeah and that's what sucks man we'll move on quick quick to last nfl topic on the link so now here's my question to you are we just totally blowing over the cardinals just because of what vegas says or like just because of the, the player josh dobbs and what they what they got because they just beat the cowboys by 12 by two I touchdowns love i love that number one one thing i'll say about that the cowboys loss and the broncos loss took away from the commander's loss so thank you very much for that as far as it goes for the arizona cardinals man they're their offense is cooking they're a better team than people give them credit for that's what i'm saying like I saw them week one, and I was like, I kind of chalked it up to, okay, week one, whatever, yeah. you know, shit's a little weird. And you put up 28 against the Giants, who had who have a good defense from what we saw last year towards the end of the year. And yeah. we see 28, and we're like, okay, Giants have to make this huge comeback to win. Then we yeah. see the big bad boys, Dallas defense, and Josh Dobbs cooking against you, and you can't even do anything on offense. Mm-hmm. And we have this 
Dallas team that every year is supposed to go to the Super Bowl. And it's like, I know you I know you have like a personal thing with that because you're a Commanders fan, but you and you hear it all the time of like Dallas, 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 but yeah. they have a good roster. They do have a good roster. And it's like when you see wrong. this, it's like, what is yeah. going on? Don't get me wrong. So Dallas does have a great roster. They have arguably the best player in football right now with Michael Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. You know, you can make that argument. The one th- and I'll even I'll say their defense is great. They have a great defense. Like but the one thing I'll say about Dallas Dak. Dak, man. Yeah. Dak is not good enough to win you big games. Like when it really comes down to it, and I've seen it happen, and like I'm not even trying to be like a biased Washington fan. Because yeah. I'll give them credit where their credit is due. Like I said, defense is legit. CD Lamb is legit. Tony Pollard there. Like you have, the, you have the pieces. They, they're, I just don't see Dak being able to ever push that team over the edge. You know what I mean? Like he'll never be able to elevate that team, yeah, I agree. in my opinion. I agree. So that's where they kind of fall short. And as for the Arizona Cardinals, man, I think a lot of teams are underrating them. So do you think now the Cardinals could be better than the Bears? Yeah. Yeah, I would say they're already better than the Bears. I think they're already better than the Bears. Are they better than Giants? I think so. They should have won that game. They should have won that game. <laughs> and I think the Giants just went on a little run. Yeah. Are they better than the Raiders? I could say maybe. Yeah, you can make an argument like, there. I don't – like everyone at the beginning of this year was – it's going to be a dumpster fire there in yeah. Arizona. It's going to be th- maybe three wins. Are we going to see the first 0-17 season? And they're putting up numbers. Josh Dobbs, who played on I don't know how many teams, is have has confidence in the offense. Yeah. So, like – and he's I'm, running that thing pretty well, man. Like they're they're. I'm seeing, and also we made fun of the coach at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the coach did. must be doing something right because he's got those guys fired up to play. That's for sure. I don't know. That's like it's. Sure. I don't that know. That defense is firing. Like that defense well, is good. Defense is is they might not have the names, but they they play. They play, they, well. they play hard. They so. play hard, and I think it's just like the underdog mentality of always being. Yeah. This. This team that gets shot on for no apparent reason, I guess, because Kyler Murray said, but what happens then? Let like, me let's ask say you this. Yeah, let, let me ask say. you this. What is their record with Kyler Murray? Fuck, man. Because Kyler Murray, look, people have people have very like opposite opinions on Kyler Murray. Yeah. I'm in like right smack in the middle. I think yeah. he's decent enough to win games. I, I, I haven't seen him yet. Like, like I haven't seen him yet take it over the edge. And like I remember when they went like seven and zero. I think it was last year, two years ago. They went like seven and zero to start the year, and then they will lost like nine games. Yeah. yeah. But Kyler Murray's decent enough to win games. Man. Those, like, freak, those like freakish like athletic yeah. abilities that like are very rare. Exactly. But it's just like, is he as dialed as he should be? You know? Exactly. Is, like, is the mental aspect? Like, is he there? playing too much COD? Yeah. That's the question. You know what I mean? But uh, all jokes aside, like, no. But even now, like, do you just let's say let's say Cardinals? Who are they playing next week? We'll just do this quick, quick. So I want to, we want to get to the topic. Big yeah. topics in the NBA yeah. actually happened today. Yeah, Cardinals so are playing 49ers next week. I think that's a, a loss. Yeah. But again, we might we said the same thing about Dallas, but I think just 49ers. I mean, that would be a hell of a. Yeah, 49ers game. are just ten <laughs> times better than yeah. uh, the uh, Dallas, in, in my yeah. opinion. Just like. Yeah. I mean, hey, well, I think heading into heading into week three, I think a lot of people had Dallas up there with like. You know Philly and and the, and the Niners and yep. uh, and the Dolphins. Yep. But you know after losing to a team like Arizona in the way they did, I, I just don't think they belong there in the first place. You know what I mean? I just think they get a lot of like national media hype. It's America's team. Yeah. So it's just like they're they're a little like inflated in my opinion. Yeah. But like their defense is legit. 
I, like we just said, though, I think it comes down to Dak. And then so. Cardinals play the Bengals, which are very shaky this year. I think the Cardinals could easily squeak out. I mean, the Cardinals could easily got to win against the Bengals, yeah. not because I'm a Ravens fan, it's just because how shaky the Bengals have been. Yeah. This is also yeah. week five. So, I mean, look, it, the Bengals could turn it around in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then they play the Rams, which is 50-50. Uh, but Cooper yeah. comes back at this point, or yeah. should be back. And then Kyler Murray comes back after, at week six, I believe. So, if yeah. they I squeak out, if they squeak out two wins... Out of the next three weeks, Kyler Murray comes back. Do you just shove Josh Dobbs away, put him in the cl- put him in the fucking whatever backup quarterback, and put Kyler Murray in, or do you keep Josh Dobbs and see how far this could, this could take? Because with the NFC this year, you win eight games, yeah, you could, you could be, be in the playoffs. Yeah, this is almost like one of those topics that like we could almost talk about for so long because it's just like, what do you do? Because it's such like a unique circumstance where it's if you keep Dobbs in. There is a chance where you do bad enough where you could get a really good pick. You could get your future franchise quarterback, yeah. right? Like, But on the other hand, do you let Kyler sit on the bench all year? You know what I mean? Like, Or do you play him to potentially get some value and trade him? Like, There's a yeah. lot of different outcomes that could come with this. So for me, it's like you could almost like talk about this on like a whole separate episode because there's so many different things that could happen. I feel like we're just talking about these like usually with like a lot of podcasts you see on like TV and YouTube, they always talk about like the great teams, like the 49ers. Yeah. But yeah, at the Neighborhood Podcast, we talk about like the like the bottom of the barrel. We yeah. talk about the Cardinals. We talk about the Falcons. Yeah. Um, yeah. We always yeah, talk. We always spend. We just spend, I think, ten minutes talking about the Cardinals and like yeah. just like bad teams overall. It is a unique situation, though. It is cool man. because, like I said, if you do keep Dobbs in, Caleb Williams, but if you put Kyler in. You might potentially make the playoffs with how they're playing right now. So it's yeah. like such like a. But does Kyler ruin? That's the thing too. Is Josh Dobbs? When you see, when you see, a, I think Josh Dobbs played for I don't know how many teams, but yeah, it's a good amount. It's a good amount. It, when you see a player like that, and then like probably firing up the locker room, having that chip on his shoulder, and you see that, and like you're in offense, and you see that in your quarterback. Yeah. Damn. And then you, and then once the starter, the starter in quotations, Kyler Murray comes in. You're gonna throw him to the side, yeah, right. And then yeah. what? Kyler has to win over the locker room in a sense. It's and interesting, I feel like man. When you have like no other like Kyler's was like a blue chip prospect. You know what I mean? It's like when you don't really have any other big names. Like obviously they have Buddha Baker. He's on IR now, but like they don't really have any other like superstars. Yeah, so I feel it's like, all just like star, star. Yeah. Like I'm talking Madden terms here. Star, silver players. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? like, just like, but they're scrappy, and it's like. I feel like they kind of see a guy like Dobbs who's like in the same position as the rest of the team, yep. right? It's like not like where a guy like Kyler who's, you know, has a long leash and he's just like, you know, kind of gets by with, you know, doing some, from what we hear at least, like, you know, doing the minimum sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, we can't say that for a fact. I'm just saying what I hear yep. from like media and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's like, that's the reports coming out, right? So it's just like, who really knows what happens there? I think that's a super interesting scenario. And, I guess time will tell. Like I guess when Kyler's finally cleared, like we'll see. We'll see. Don't worry, we'll be covering them. Don't worry, we'll, yeah. that's that's for sure. We'll be covering them on uh, yeah, the podcast. Yeah. But uh, moving on to the NBA, and just to rip start off the bat, we'll say like who our favorite teams are. Just to, like so, your favorite team is. Are you a Raptors fan? Yeah. So I'm not a huge NBA guy. I tune in like kind of once in a while. But yeah, yeah I definitely say the Raptors are my team. I'm a huge Portland fan, and yeah. only because of the guy who actually got traded today. And I don't know when this episode's coming out, but. Uh, he got traded today, and as a Portland fan, I started liking Portland because of Dame. Yeah, and it was it's a situation of like 
sad uh sad to see him go but happy to see him leave type of situation sure. it's like obviously i want to see him in a portland uniform but i'm happy to see him with the bucks yeah. and of all teams and he said it in a, a gq interview actually he said the one player that you want to go on a championship run with i forgot what the question was or one player you want to play with in your career it, it was Giannis. he asked yeah. Giannis, and this was like a year ago or a year and a half ago this interview yeah. so the to see him go there man the NBA has changed now. It's like the the East is just different. Yeah. And I think the West has its superstars like Golden State. You have the Grizzlies. Obviously, you got the Lakers. But the East, man. Like, it was all East teams, too. It was the Raptors yeah. had a chance to get them. And then they were actually front runners, front runners at one point. Obviously, the Heat was always there. Yeah, Brooklyn was there. Because um, these boys, apparently these boys with Macau Bridges. Um, but... <sighs> You you pair up a top three point guard, I would say, or even top two two point guard in the league right now with Steph Curry and him, with like a, a Greek freak who he has. They have a good team around it, but he carries the Bucks yeah, in a sense yeah. of that. I mean, Jerry Holiday, I'm not going to discredit him. He yeah. he did what he did what he had to do. The team did what they had to do, but I mean, it's the Greek yeah, freak, man. Yeah, 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 it doesn't compare to. So like when you match those up, knock on wood, all healthy. Yeah, that's. Scary. I'm like happy to see them in the playoffs and hopefully hopefully dame gets a little ring on his finger because he, he definitely deserves it that's what i was gonna say man it feels like dame is one of those guys who kind of he's just like not with the drama like it just feels like he did kind of everything right like everything you'd want like as a fan like your superstar player to do right like he's yeah. just like so i get that i get what you mean like you definitely you're happy to like sucks to see him leave obviously as a fan but it's good to see him go to a team where he has like a legitimate shot to you know yeah. finally win and it's just I like Dame too, you know, and but I'm I'm I am happy that I could see him. Obviously, I'm not as big as a fan as you, but like I am happy that I could finally, you know, see him in a place where he could potentially flourish and like finally get some like playoff basketball yeah, and like you know finally have a chance to get a ring. And it's just you know he he gave so much to to Portland, I think, and and tried to stick it out for so long, and it's just and it, it was, just never worked. It was one of those things of like he would tell the management like get me a player, yeah, get me a player, and like. I'll stay. I don't know how they fumbled it that bad. But I think it was just at a point of like, look, they got rid of CJ McCollum. Look, actually, yeah. it's on TV right now. They got rid of CJ McCollum. Um, and then that was like more of like, you're never going to win with like two point guard basketball. So then they got rid of him. Um, moved up Anthony Simons. He became like the young guy yeah. on the team. And then they just drafted Scoot, who's like an athletic god. Um, so like the draft and like, it was just, it came to a point of like, I, I don't know if the organization wanted to just take a left turn and like trade a bunch of these guys, young, good talent yeah. to just help Dame at 32 yeah. years old in a sense of that. So I think they just took a decision of like, that's very fair. Like Dame yeah. said, Dame said like trade the first, the first round pick this that's year where Scoot, Scoot got taken at four, I believe, or three or yeah. four and give me, give me a player. Get me a player and we'll 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 work it out. Like apparently yeah. Kevin Durant, there's rumor he wasn't supposed to come. He was gonna trade it for a first round pick, but then I guess the management kind of took it into effect of like a rebuild, a rebuild time, and like yeah. move Dame where he belongs into a, a contender team. And that's it. Like Dame, look, he's loyal. He did all what he had to do, and like he's a dog. Yeah, he's like stone cold killer man. It's so. just unfortunate. Like I feel like that's so much time to like build something around this guy and just like i don't know man like i don't know you obviously would know better than i like, no you're you're right so you're right long? like why did they never you've had you said 12 years he was, he was there, there for 12 years how do you not 
Like, it doesn't even seem like there was ever once he had, like, another guy. Like, CJ McCollum, like you said, like, but, like, even then. Like, Early in his career, in, like, 2000, I think they, they went to the Western Conference Final in 2019. That was when he like went off. He went off. He yeah. did the he did the the Dame wave to yeah. OKC. He was going off. That was he had, like that half court shot? Yeah, he was going off. Um, I see more of that. I and then yeah, he had he had like Lamarcus Aldridge. He had like them, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he, I guess he never just got the chance to make it that far, or like Aldridge, he was kind of later in his career. yeah later in his career. So then, now it's like, but if he went to Toronto, man. That would have been. I was really excited. That would have been something. I was like, if he comes to, because I've always liked Dame too. Like he just like seems like he's just an entertaining basketball yeah. player. He's like oh, one of those guys you just like to watch, yeah. right? You know, with whatever the half court shots and all that. It's just like a polarizing guy. So it was just, I when I heard rumors of him coming to Toronto, I was like, dude, like that's sick. It'd be crazy. Him, Yakum, and 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 Scotty Barnes, kind of kind of nasty. Apparently, the only reason why he didn't come to Toronto was like the fix, the 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 reason. Was because Toronto didn't want to get rid of OG, and the thing was OG has been in trade talks since last year. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, want, like OG, like it would have been probably like OG, the first of Grady Dick, the guy they drafted this year, and apparently like I think Portland wanted Scotty Barnes, but I mean it makes sense for Toronto to say no because I mean yeah. it's their generational player. Maybe Pascal would have came, but then Portland would have threw it's in. Kind of like you're just a lateral. Yeah, po- Portland would have threw in something else. Yeah. But OG apparently like didn't they were dangling the chain with OG and they didn't want to let go and I I don't see why because Portland Van Fleet was a dog he was good yeah. and then Portland uh, I mean Toronto just needed a point guard realistically yeah. you have like you said P uh, yeah point guard yeah a point you have Lillard small forward power forward whatever you want to put Siakam there and then you have Scotty yeah you build around that like. It's, it's a, and then you have Gary Trent that played in Portland. Yeah, yeah. With Dame, he's a yeah. he's a shooter. You have guys, and then I, I don't know, and then I guess it just fell to like I thought I thought it was gonna be Miami, Miami, Miami. Yeah. It would have been cool to see Jimmy Butler and him play with yeah, them. That'd be a real stacked team. But I'm happy with the Bucks, man. And it's like to get a guy like Giannis. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun. We're gonna talk about a little bit more in the NBA and also NHL. I know preseason starting now. Uh, now NHL. We're gonna get into more of those sports when it starts. Um, so don't you worry. It's always gonna be football. But <laughs> moving back to football, we'll do a quick like little segment of uh, fantasy here. Yep. I don't know what you, uh, what was your record this year? Uh, this uh, week, Ryan. Um, I think I went two and two again. Like, uh, well, okay. Let me let me say this, okay? Because I've been saying my record every week. I, I'm in a dynasty league, yep. and my dynasty team like. I won it the first year, so I'm kind of in like a rebuild. So like, I'm not really expecting to win every Fair. week. So yeah. let me just say that. So <laughs> I think I won. I think I won two of my leagues and I lost two. So it is what it is. Um, whatever. How'd you do? I did. I went one and two. So I'm okay. in three leagues. I went one and two, and I'm happy that I won in the league that I have Tyreek Hill in, um, because on my IR I have Cooper Cup. Okay. Okay. And I'm three and zero in that league. Ooh. So what I thought was gonna, I thought what was gonna happen was I was going to go maybe like two and one, one and two route, and then Cooper Cup was gonna come in and save me. Yeah. But like I'm looking at it now three and zero. If I lose next week, whatever three and one, and then Cooper Cup teams up with Tyreek, and I have Lamar on the team too. Tony Pollard. I'm like looking at the team. I'm like if no one gets hurt. Cooper Cup, if he goes back to form, and then Tyreek Hill, I mean, that yeah. offense. Well, in the next couple of weeks, you're going to have a couple studs coming back. You're going to have Cup, Kamara, and, and JT. Kamara this week. Yeah, Kamara this uh, week and uh, JT next week. JT right? next week. You think he's going to get traded? 
I think just the relationship is done with the Colts. I think the relationship is done too, but I just don't know. Number one, I don't think Miami is realistic at this point no, anymore. not with that offense and like how they're working. So I just don't – I don't see a team paying what he wants. Like I don't see any team paying that much. Yep. So maybe he gets traded. I also don't think the Colts get the return they want on the trade. No, I don't know what, the, what are they looking for, like second round? All I know is when they were talking with with Miami, I think Jalen Waddle was brought up. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That's, that's like insanity. Yeah, when you bring that up, I mean, oh, so, little voice crack there. When you bring that up, it's yeah, you're not gonna get what you want. Definitely not. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know what's going on there. Regardless, I mean, I, I don't know. The Colts, you put him in, he plays, he does well. I don't even know what to do. Like, I think, like you said, the relationship at that point is, is too far gone. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I think you trade him, you probably don't get the return you want. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting scenario. But it's going to be also a very fun duo to watch with Anthony Richardson and JT. So if he does end up staying, that's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah. But uh, to wrap this up, do you have any studs or duds? Um, of your weeks last week, I know I have a, I have a stud here. So I have a stud. So I kind of mentioned it briefly before. I have uh, Devin a chain in two leagues. I have him in my dynasty league, and I have him in just another. Did you start him? Draft. I did not start in him. both leagues. In, in both leagues, <laughs> you know what it is. But like, I kind of even like it hurts to see it, and especially if you lost that week, it hurts to see it. But I mean. There's no one was going to predict this. That's the thing. It's like, how are you going to predict a plan? One of the leagues I actually won. The other was my dynasty. Okay. So if I won, if I played him, I actually would have won. So I guess it kind of helps me in the long run. Yeah. Since I'm kind of trying to rebuild. But like, stud, this guy put up 50 points. Uh, I'm so excited to have this guy on my roster now. Yeah. Like in my dynasty. So we'll see. When you show it's like it, pretty electric. When you show a team that you could do that. And I mean, I guess, look. You could, you could argue that the Broncos' defense was depleted after f- putting up just like just getting dropped 40 points on them. But yeah. to see that and like on less rush attempts than Mostert, I believe, um, like that's promising. You know yeah. what I mean? And you see that. So I have, um, for my stud, I have Amari Cooper balled out. Yeah. I find Deshaun Watson, find, they finally connected him and uh, Cooper. They went for seven receptions, 116 and a touchdown. And he actually went for another touchdown. But do you see the video of the ref called him out of bounds? Yeah, bro. He yeah, was yeah, like yeah. two feet in bounds, and the ref yeah. blew the whistle. He de- he juked the guy and went for a tutty, but the ref called blew the whistle. Yeah, I, w- I don't know what that was about, but yeah, I, I don't, don't know what that was about either. Yeah. But he was definitely a stud. I find, I'm happy that he's he's slowly getting Amari Cooper slowly getting back to old Amari Cooper yeah. with the Cowboys, but also obviously with the Raiders where he was just balling out. Or yeah, yeah it was yeah. it was the no, it was Raiders then uh, Cowboys, Cowboys then Raiders then. Raiders, Cowboys, yeah, Raiders, Cowboys, Browns. So I'm happy to see back to form or slowly back to form. And do you have any duds here? Uh, I'm trying to look right now too. For some duds. Um, oh, I got one. You got one. I got one. I know it's not very like it's not a flashy, flashy player, but from what I saw and like with the consistency of points from what I saw from the first two weeks, Zach Ertz. Okay. Zach Ertz put up Zach put up Zach Ertz in the first two weeks had first week he had ten targets. Second week he had eight targets. Uh first week he put up eight points. So for like a waiver pickup, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Second week he put up eleven points, which again on a waiver pickup, solid. Yeah. Like if you need a guy for PPR, yeah, pick him up. Sure. This week he got uh, two targets and two receptions. 
for six yards. That's weird. And they won this week. And they won. So I thought he would get the ball a lot more just because I thought originally they were going to be down the whole game. Maybe they were just – I didn't really watch a ton of that game. Yeah. Maybe they were just running the ball to kind of – Maybe, but yeah, I was expecting him to at least to get the target load. He wouldn't have been my dud if he had like 10 targets again. But I picked him up just because of the targets. And he didn't – and also Chris Godwin, man. I guess Mike Evans, like Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, always had Chris Godwin as their guy. Yeah. But it's looking like Baker Mayfield has Mike Evans as his yeah, guy. And Mike it's Evans kind of like guy. Godwin's not becoming that security blanket anymore for their quarterback. He's becoming this like, you know, I'll pass to you if I want to if you're open. But Mike Evans is becoming that guy for Baker Mayfield. So Chris, Chris Godwin put up eight points for me. He put up uh, three receptions for 32 yards and a two-point convert. But he only had five targets. I mean, I don't know. I, I expected him and Baker to have – because Baker's never really had that guy. Yeah. Security, just like get the ball and just get like like a Godwin player. Yeah, exactly. So I thought Godwin would have been the guy, but it's turning out to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a reach for me and like a little bit of a bad pick. But it's, again, it's only week three. So. Yeah, it's still so early. Like, yeah. I always I always say like you got to give it like four weeks before you can really judge your team. Yeah. Like, so for me, like duds, like um, I mean, pretty obvious. Uh, my commander guys, man. Well, I kind of mentioned it briefly. Like, Dotson has just been very underwhelming. I, I can't really say it's his fault. I think it's – I think a lot of it comes down to just, like, game script and, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Play calling and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of people were pretty high on him. So, he hasn't really been doing much. So, I guess he's kind of been underwhelming. And then, obviously, my boy Sam Howell, massive dud this week. Yeah. Rough. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not uh, expecting many people to be starting him in uh, any sort of fantasy, but I have him in my dynasty. And it yeah. Was, uh, How many points did he put up in your dynasty? Two point three. <laughs> and that four interceptions was how many interceptions for points here? It was like two intercept, uh, two points per per interception, or what? Uh, honestly, I'm not even sure. But two point three, even then, like you, he would have got six points or whatever, eight points if not. So it I mean, that's still so a little bad. bit of a dud. For him, for sure. So bad. So. Yeah, so those guys, pretty rough. See if I got if anybody else. Quick, quick. No, not really. No real other does. Yeah, wasn't it? But it was a lot of upsets this week. Ravens, Cowboys. Uh, who else was it? Um, there was another fucking team. I don't know. But it's going to be an interesting week coming up. Now the NFL is, like, I think fully. Houston. Houston upset Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not looking good. That's another team we could potentially discuss next week. For sure. Next episode, 100%. Jacksonville, I know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. But I think the NFL is slowly opening up now. And I think these bad teams that were bad teams last year, like Houston got D'Amico Ryans. They yeah. got a new quarterback who's balling out. You're seeing some strides. You're seeing some strides with Houston. You see some strides with the Colts. Yeah. Uh, you're seeing some tried with the Cardinals. Yeah. You know, you're seeing some tried yeah. with the Falcons. All these yeah. teams that were bottom of the league last year are slowly making up. So it's like any given any given Sunday for any of these teams, man. So that's what it is. Anyways, that's what it is. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up this episode. We have a big announcement, Ryan. If you want to say that, I don't know. Yeah. So um, you guys made it this far. It was a big time announcement. There's gonna be a new member joining the pod yes, next episode sean is back oh yeah baby <laughs> we got you guys he was never kicked off the pod he was never gone <laughs> he was just working he was working he's gonna make it tonight but he's back next episode you guys take care apple podcast spotify and you guys have a nice week peace out